You are now tuned in to the Decoding Success Podcast, where we reveal game-changing habits, formulas, and routines from the world's most successful individuals to help you think and live larger. What is going on? It is your host, Matt Labrie, and you are tuned into the Decoding Success Podcast. I'm super excited for this episode right here because we are bringing back the Q&A style episodes that we did a couple times at the beginning of the show, and I'm going to keep it real. I don't even know what happened to them. We just had so much fun going on and, you know, got a little caught up in the moment and lost track of them. But listen, I posted on all of my social platforms from the Facebooks, the LinkedIn's, the Twitters, the Instagrams, and everything else that I'm not mentioning. We put out a post. Now we got such amazing responses. So number one, I want to say that I'm grateful for all that take the time to number one, engage on the post and number two, actually put some thought behind their questions. And, you know, it's definitely appreciated. And I want to say that I'm grateful for you that are tuned in right now, you know, I I look at the statistics of this show and the fact that it's continuously growing is absolutely amazing and it makes me feel really humbled that people tune in here for value and insights and things of that nature. So, you know, gratitude out of the way. I want to jump into this right away. We got three amazing questions that I'm answering on this show. Now, I'm going to try and do these episodes once a month, so keep an eye out for the post. It's probably going to come on a Friday and we are going to Um, you know, get it in once a month, straight up, get it in once a month. So the first question straight off the bat is from a really good friend of mine. I really want you guys to connect with this individual. His name's Corey Warfield. He's the CEO, founder of Shedwool, which is a top ranked employee scheduling software. Absolutely amazing. It's cloud-based. He has clients that range from BP to the YMCA all the way to Four Seasons and even Jersey Mike subs. So I highly suggest checking him out. He's huge on LinkedIn, absolutely crushing the LinkedIn game, absolutely crushing it with his company Shedwool. And he asked, how do we train our inner voice that tells so many of us that we can't do it? Now, Corey, first and foremost, I am grateful for the fact that you engaged on that post. And I'm even more grateful you asked such a great question. And to keep it real, how to train that inner voice, you know, it's something that I personally continue to do. And I think it's something that never ends. I feel like it's it's continuously training. It's like if you go to the gym and you work out for five years straight and you, you hit your goals of being buff or you hit your goals of being lean or you're, you know, you, you want rock solid abs or a big fat booty, whatever the case is, it's like, you know, you, you were in there for five years and you did it. Now, if you take the next five years off, that's going to go away. You know, so I think to start, the answer to that is how do we train that inner voice? I think it's an ever everyday thing. You know, it's an everyday thing. And one thing that I personally started to do over the course of, you know, these recent months, actually after an interview with John Gordon on this on this platform on the Decoding Success podcast. Shout out to John Gordon. He just released an amazing book called The Coffee Bean. And, you know, John and I had a conversation after the show and I talked to him. I said I felt like I was having some some dark thoughts that I didn't feel like were me. And, you know, his, his insights were amazing. And I'm going to sum it up in, in my own way. And I think the best way to train the voice that tells so many of us that we can't do it is to talk back to that voice and say that we can. And I'm going to let that resonate for a little bit. You know, talk back to that voice and say that you can and see what that voice says to you, because I guarantee you that voice won't answer back. That voice, the more you talk to it, is going to continuously, sorry, continuously shrink. You know, say it's the size of your fist when you when you hear it saying, Matt, you can't do this or Corey, you can't do this. Now talk to it. Say, well, voice, 
whatever you want to name it. Yes, I can do this. Watch me do this. And it's going to go from the size of your fist to something even smaller. So my suggestion and how to train that is to continue whenever it pops up because uh, again, I'm going to speak from my experience. When that voice pops up, it doesn't always pop up, right? It, it's on a day where things are a little funky and, you know, I'm kind of in this like groove where I'm not on my A game. And next thing you know, the voice creeps in. Hey, Matt, you suck. Yeah, I suck. Watch me do this, right? Talk to that voice when it creeps in, whenever it is. And, you know, uh, another piece of advice on that, Corey, is like, we're human beings, you know, like it's okay to hear that voice. It's okay to, um, you know, experience uncertainties and, you know, the the not knowing what's going to happen if you try something and the fears and all of that. Like, cool, that's, that's actually a good thing because for you not to feel them would mean you're dead. Either you're dead or you're not trying. So when it comes to that voice, listen, talk back to it. Talk back to it. Give yourself some comfort knowing that you're a human being and it's okay to, to it's okay to hear that voice and talk back to it, man. See see how that works. Anyone that's tuned in right now, if you ever feel like you have that inner voice in your head or, you know, just doubt and, and fears, talk to it. Literally talk to it. <laughs> you know, I, I take it to the extreme. I actually talk out loud. I try not to do that in public, especially here in New York City, because I'll, I'll get looked at quite funny. But, you know, I, I think that's the best way to answer that. And like I said in the beginning of that answer, and I know that response was, was quite some time, but in the beginning of that answer, I talked about, you know, how it's a, a continuous thing. It's not, oh, well, I'm going to talk back to this voice once and everything's going to be okay. You know, it's a thing that is continuous, just like our education, just like our health and fitness and uh, mental health and all things of that nature. It's, you know, daily, daily. So get after it daily. Corey, thank you again for that question. Now, this question is from my very, very good friend, the gentleman that mentored me when I was coming out of college, uh, someone that I still bounce questions off and try to add value to as much as possible. His name is Giovanni DeRice, Gio DeRice for short. Now, Gio, absolutely amazing, amazing guy. He speaks all across the country. He actually, uh, I I would say, trailblazed the path to show me that I can do the same. And very, very good guy. I want to shout him out. Listen, he he has a whole bunch of stuff going on. He's the, the founder of 20 20 living. He, like I said, speaks all across the country. He launches books, launches websites. Listen, if you, if you need anything of that nature, reach out to him, connect with him all across social. He's crushing it on the Instagrams, the, the Twitters, the LinkedIn's, the Facebooks of the world. So make sure you connect with him. He throws really, really good mastermind meetups. I, I want to throw that out there and I, I'm urging Gio to, to do one. So this is his call when he listens to this episode. You know, I want him to know that I, I need another mastermind because we haven't had one in a little bit. He, he told me the end of July uh, and August. So let's see, we're, we're approaching that. And Gio asked us today, how do you choose what to focus on and what not to focus on? And I think that's such an amazing question that a lot of us here can actually learn from. And I'm going to say it real blunt and real honest. It's like, I'm still learning. I'm still learning what to focus on and what not to focus on. I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm a master like Brian Tracy when it comes to listing my to-do list and putting an A for the highest priority and the Z next to the lowest priority because I don't do that. You know, maybe I should. Maybe I should. And that's an idea for anyone that's out there. Brian Tracy suggests in one of his books that I believe is called Eat That Frog. Uh, sorry, Brian, if if uh, you're tuned into this and, you know, uh, I'm mentioning the wrong book. But, you know, Brian talks about creating a to-do list and labeling it A through Z when it comes to top priority all the way down to lowest priority. Now, I, I think that's a very good method. But, you know, Gio, 
uh, I want to keep it very transparent for the listeners here, and I can't say that I have this down packed. You know, uh, I'm taking everyone through my journey, specifically on this show, specifically when I speak. Um, I'm about to come out with a book, hopefully within uh, the end of 2019, early 2020, and I'm going to be very transparent in that. And the, the transparent message is that I don't have it all figured out. You know, so for me to say that I am the king of focus when it comes to being the most uber productive individual in the world, it would be a complete lie. And I have days where I'm just in this flow state. And I think that's the state we always want to be in. It's the state of momentum where we're just like, holy shit, everything's clicking. Like that's the state that I would personally love to be in on a day-to-day basis. But in all reality, that's not it because you got to think as an entrepreneur, as an individual with goals and as an individual that's continuously striving for more, shit pops up and it's like, holy shit, there's a fire over there. I need to run from over here to over there and put that out. And then when you're running from over here to over there to put that out, something else pops up and you're, you're taking some steps back like that happens. That happens. And, you know, I, I think the answer to this or the answer to that example that I'm just giving about that is the importance of team. And we hear it so often on this show, because when you have a team in place, when you have individuals on your team, people can help you take care of these things and you're not losing focus. So, you know what? Uh, on the mention of team, I have this amazing platform that I came across that actually I just was able to hire an apprentice, a marketing apprentice off of it. So if anyone needs help with their team or growth or scalability with their team, I want you to reach out to me personally. I want to send you a $25 voucher to bolster your team. And listen, my $25 voucher is going to take, you know, a $150 price tag and drop it down to 120 something dollars over the course of three months. So you have the ability to onboard an individual that can help you stay focused on what you need to stay focused on. So I, I want to point that out. But, you know, getting back to the question in regards to the focus and what not to focus on to start my day, I, I think the, the the right way to answer this and to, you know, give you some transparency into my life. The way I start my day is to get the hardest thing out of the way first. And most of the time that's exercise. And it's not hard when I hop on my bike and take a peaceful ride around my neighborhood and manifest the life I want to live in one of the homes around here. But, um, you know, sometimes it's hard when I need to get in the gym because why would I want to be indoors, especially in the summer? You know what I'm saying? So I try and start with the hardest thing. And sometimes when I'm not going into the gym, the hardest thing is maybe meditation or maybe reading a chapter in the book that I'm reading. So I always start with the hardest thing. And when I knock out that hardest thing, whether it's a top priority or not, I feel like my focus can get off of my daily goals in regards to personal development and and more so onto the business goals that I have because I put them in different buckets. You know, I, I don't, just jumble everything up. I like to stay organized in what I am uh, trying to accomplish. You know, so I have all of my daily goals and I have all of my business goals and I have all of my podcast goals. And when it comes to, you know, putting them into daily tasks and things of that nature, you know, that's why I lose focus, I guess. You know, this is actually an eye-opening question. So, Gio, I definitely appreciate it. And I hope that I've answered it somewhat. Um, you know, I kind of definitely just jumbled up an answer here. And I, I might be rambling a little bit, but I definitely wanted to be open and transparent with the response as opposed to being robotic and talk to you like this. You know, I wanted to just keep it real and let everything from the mind just flow on that. So, I mean, I, I think... it. 
the 80-20 rule can come into play and things of that nature. But I mean, I'm no expert on that to just speak on it. You know, it's something that um, <laughs> it's tough, but I can definitely give you a tool. If you have Google Chrome, I have this little extension that helps me practice the Pomodoro method. So whatever task I am working on, at least I could commit to 100% focus on that task, whether it's um, choosing what to focus on, if that's the right thing to focus on or not, you know, that that's definitely something you could check out little Google Chrome extensions like that practice the Pomodoro technique or method whatever they want to call it these days but you know I, I think that's how I'm going to wrap up that that answer right there now I actually said we were going to take three questions I'm actually going to take four because some more are coming in at the moment as as we're sitting here and this question happens to be from my good friend Joyce Singer Joyce shout out to you thank you for always engaging thank you for always showing love thank you for being an inspiration at 59 years old, you, you have your, your bachelor's degree. I believe you just graduated too. And if I'm mistaken, please forgive me, but uh, I'm looking at your page at the moment. I see the cap and gown and this looks pretty recent. So I do want to give you a shout out for that. Now, I, I know you have a couple things going on yourself with your business, CEO and founder of Pursuit Design. Shout out to you for that. Now, your question was, how do I balance my day job and my business? Great question and a great question that I don't think I can answer. Keeping it real. Again, transparency here. You know, I was, uh, sheesh, how do I put this? I wasn't at the helm or the, the, you know, holding the reins of the business when I was in nightlife. Uh, I, I got to give a shout out to my boy, Phil, my boy, AJ. The two of them were, were really at the head of it. Although I was an entrepreneur, I was a business owner in the sense that I was contracted to participate in these events. It was something that was so easily done from my, my phone. You know, it, it was about communication. It was about network. So, you know, I, I, at one point when we were, you know, when we were rolling in this business, listen, we, we crushed the New York City nightlife. So if you've ever been to one of my parties here in New York City, one of our, I should say our events, whether that was Imperial Saturdays, Stereo Saturdays, Central, um, live on Fridays at Central, you know, uh, Place to Beach. Uh, what else did we do? We did System Thanksgiving Eve. We did Rain Thanksgiving Eve. All the holiday parties here in New York City. We, we absolutely crushed it. You know, I was actually working five jobs. I had five sources of income when I failed out of college. And I know I mentioned this on the show in the past. So, um, you know, actually, I can answer this question. Why am I doubting myself? I can answer this question quite well because to be able to balance five different, you know, non-passive sources of income, uh, very much so active sources of income, I, I think I can give you a pretty good answer to this. And, you know, it comes down to the very basic answer, which is time management. And um, whether that means you need to wake up 5 a.m., Joyce, and, you know, you, you start at 9, so you leave your house at 8, whatever time you leave your house to, to get to your job. You know, if you're waking up at five, um, I don't know what your your daily goals are. I don't know if you're um, someone that wants to read X amount of pages in a book a day or, you know, hit the gym or, or this or that. Maybe you start working on your business the moment you wake up at 5 a.m. and you have peace of mind where no one's calling or texting you. You don't have anyone, you know... It, interrupting you in your office when you're when you're working on your business maybe that is the answer to that you know give yourself more time in the day and we see it time and time again all these successful individuals it's one of the success principles right they woke up early everyone i talk to either wakes up at 4 30 4 a.m or 5 a.m i don't really know too many quote-unquote successful individuals that are waking up at nine and you know what i'm going to keep it real i woke up at 8 30 today so i'm you know 
always working on this as well. And transparency here again, I don't want to paint a picture that I that I'm some you know godlike individual because I'm not. Um, there's days I wake up at five and I realize how productive my days are, and then you know I, I get so excited that I'm up until twelve. So I'm up from five a.m. to twelve a.m. and the next thing you know, I'm I'm so tired that I sleep until eight. That happened to me, um, you know, yesterday. So um, my suggestion to suggestion to you, Joyce, would be to one see test test i'm not saying commit i'm saying test what works for you now what works for you might be waking up at 5 a.m what works for you might be staying up until 3 a.m i'm not here to tell you that either or is right or wrong but you know you need to find the time you you need to find the time we have the 24 hours how can you optimize that time to benefit both things because i'm not going to sit here and say quit your day job that would be the the absolute worst advice i can give you you know um and Obviously, Joyce, we met through Damon John of Shark Tank as you were an ambassador um, for his book, Rise and Grind. And we actually just seen him post, shout out to Damon, we actually just seen him post as to why you shouldn't quit your day job while you're launching your business. So listen, that's not the advice I'm giving you. The advice that I'm giving you is to carve out the time by making sacrifices. You know, that might mean that on the weekends when I'm assuming, you know, you're working Monday through Friday, on the weekends, you double down. You double down. You you don't go to the family function. You don't hang out with your friends. Um, you know for for the girls' night at the restaurant. You know you, you skip those things. I think that's important. Uh, an important thing to talk about is sacrifice. And we don't always want to sacrifice. And I think it touches on exactly what Dr. Sam Bakhtiar talked about in our recent episode that we released on Thursday with him, he talks about how we all, and yes, all, want instant gratification. We don't delay it. So when you can delay your gratification, which would be going to the family function, which would be sitting on the uh, the, on the couch and binging a show, which would be uh, doing something that doesn't contribute to either your business or your your productivity or your goals or some sort. So Joyce, I'm going to leave that answer there. I've, I've been talking on that one for a little bit now. So I really hope that, you know, by understanding sacrifice and carving out the time to become more effective in the 24 hours that you currently have, I hope that answers your question. And, you know, I want to take one more here. Um, wow, I'm scrolling through. I'm grateful, man. So many, so many amazing individuals reaching out right now. It's hard to keep up. I'm trying to read this one, this one question here, and uh, to be honest, it just keeps bouncing back and forth because, um, you know, the the answers are still coming in. But this one's from my guy, my guy Jay down in Texas. Jay is upset with me because uh, we haven't had a, a New York City bike ride yet. But Jay, shout out to you, Jay Lyons. Um, you know, Jay asked, how do you work for and work with multimillionaires and not hang on their shirt tails or apron strings? Well, Jay, great, great question. And, you know, I get this question quite often, specifically um, around my experience with Damon John, around my experience with interviewing top game changers, top um, figures in business and public figures and, you know, athletes and things of that nature for the show right here, Decoding Success. And, you know, Jay, great question again, man. I I think the answer comes down to value. Um, I think the answer also comes down to your confidence, your aura, your vibe, your energy. Um, Those things are real. Those things are real. And, um, you know, 
I think that's exactly how I would frame it, Jay. It's what are you doing to add value to them? Straight off the bat, and you know, shout out to Gary V with the the whole jab jab right hook, um, jab jab jab. I think it's three jabs. Jab 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 right hook. You know that that book, and essentially breaking that down is give 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 and then ask. Now, you know, I'll keep it real. When I'm asking individuals to hop on this show, I'm not necessarily able to give to them three times, but in my ask to them is a give. You know, I'm asking to amplify their message. I want to amplify their message to all of you that are tuned in right now. You know why? Because that fulfills me. Being able to amplify their message and add value to you, that's amazing. There's nothing short of amazing. You know, that that is amazing. And... You know, hanging around them, Jay, or as you put it, hanging on their shirt tails or apron strings, that's going to be the first thing that turns them off. You want to know why? Because they're human beings, Jay. You know, they're human beings. They don't want to be, you know, as much as they love the, um, the, the, Ah, it's not the gratitude, it's the the recognition for what they've accomplished and, you know, the what they're achieving on, on the social media is the, the you know, recognition they, they get on social media and things of that nature. They want to be treated like human beings because that's exactly what they are. You know, so going up to them, if you have the opportunity to meet a Damon John or, or someone of that nature and, and, you know, kind of drooling over them, they're going to be like, what the hell is going on here? Are you a zombie? You know, so when it comes to that, Jay, to to answer this it's it's treat them like a human treat them like a human you know maybe you you need to do your research on them before you know say you say you know you're meeting someone say you're you know you're meeting i don't know anyone you admire michael jordan for instance now michael jordan's a great example for me because i i happen to know a lot about him so when it comes to that jay my thing would be do your research on the individual that you're meeting no talking points and i'm not talking about oh we know michael jordan won six championships but What's Michael Jordan's favorite red wine? What's Michael Jordan's, well, how does he like his steak? Does he like his steak medium rare? Obviously, finding out these answers isn't going to be easy, um, but anything worth pursuing or something that will reap a benefit isn't going to be easy, right? So in in short, it's like have the research done and I don't know, maybe maybe you own a state company and, you know, you, you're going to go up to someone, look at Kevin O'Leary who launched a, a meat company or whatever he's doing these days. Uh, clearly, he likes wine. Clearly, he likes red meat and he learned how to cook it to perfection and package it and sell it and, you know, um, whatever, however you ship that, that cold freeze thing, whatever it's called these days. And, uh, you know, it's like, how could you add value? Go up. You know their interests. You add value to them that way, and you, you humanize your approach. You know you can't go up with uh, a little bit of drool hanging from your chin, and I think that's the best way to answer it. Listen, know where they hang out, um, things like that. You don't want to stalk someone, but if you know that one of their favorite restaurants is X Y Z, well, maybe you want to have dinner at X Y Z and be in proximity of them. And you know, to to add to that, Jay, to work for and work with. Listen. It's a one in a lifetime chance. There's only X amount of jobs available with individuals like that. So I don't want anyone listening to think, oh, well, you know, like I I need a job with them because you don't. 
You don't. You you really don't. There's other ways to be in proximity of individuals like that. And, you know, I, I also want to shine light on the people that don't necessarily get the recognition, but they, they put in the work and they have the results. They just don't necessarily care for, you know, the glitz and glam that's on social media and things of that nature. It's just like, that's not necessarily um, their cup of tea. And that's okay. So uh, a great example is, you know, your, your local laundromat that's been open for 25 years. You know, you want to go up to XYZ for business advice because he has a million followers on Instagram. But you know what? The guy that's running that laundromat for 25 years that came here from Yugoslavia is just as successful because he still has a retail location for his business. So if you want to talk sales with someone, then go up to him and talk sales. You know, and I know, Jay, this is a a little offline, but it's also very aligned with your question. So um, I, I don't know the context of that answer but you know I think it's I think it's a very very good question and I I hope that I hit the nails on the head with that one specifically because I've had experiences both you know with with Damon and individuals on this show and even before that when I was in nightlife working with the likes of 50 Cent, Fetty Wap, Jadakiss, Fabulous, Ja Rule just you know disclaimer I had nothing to do with Fire Festival but I definitely want to put that out there and um, I, I hope that answers that question now I don't think I'm taking any more questions am I taking any more questions? I don't believe so. Let's check. I think that's it. Awesome. Okay, cool. Listen, I want to do these. I want to do these. I, I I didn't even realize I just rambled for the past 25 minutes. Wow. You know, there, there's a lot of value in doing episodes like this. Now, if you found this of value, what I'm going to do is ask you to screenshot it and post it. Post it somewhere and tag me. Post it on Twitter. I'll retweet you. I'll shout you out. Listen, if you're if you're shouted out in this episode, I would really appreciate you know you shouting out the show and um, keeping it real. Listen, tag me. I, I want to add value to you. I want my brand to be exposed to to you. I want to expose you to my brand. Is what I'm saying. So literally screenshot it. Whatever platform you're on. I don't care if you're on Android. I don't care if you're on iPhone. Whatever you're on. If you're listening to it. From your your laptop if you have a macbook just command shift and number four gets you a screenshot so don't tell me you don't know how to screenshot from your computer i just told you um so that's some more value for you as well um keeping it real listen reach out to me hit me up i want to talk to you let me know if you like these episodes be on the lookout every month we are going to do one of these episodes from here on out you have my promise this is the july episode so be on the lookout for the second third week of uh august august well i don't even know my months second third week of august we're going to do one more look out for the posts on the facebook's the the twitter's the instagram's the linkedin's of the the world. I want to make sure that I'm answering your questions. Like I said, we're going to answer anywhere from three to five as clearly, you know, I, I definitely ramble a little bit, but I feel like there's a lot of value in this episode. So awesome, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode of the Decoding Success Podcast. Be on the lookout for Thursday's episode. Thursday, we are interviewing an absolute amazing woman. I'm going to keep it real. Absolute amazing woman. She's a game changer. She is a trailblazer. She's literally blazing the path for women for men too listen not it's not just women it's for men too she is blazing a path and this episode really talks on the 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 regret that's around transformation it's either 
you you deal with the pain of transforming or you deal with the pain of regret from not transforming so this episode i'm going to give you that little teaser right there i think that's definitely something to keep in mind thursday be on the lookout for that episode we drop every episode at 6 a.m eastern time we want to make sure that episode is out for your commutes again like i said earlier make sure you share this episode if you have been featured if you felt this was of value share it and tag me in your story on twitter on linkedin on facebook absolutely wherever you are comfortable with i would love to share that with my audience to get you some exposure to get your business some exposure i think that's exactly what a symbiotic win-win relationship is as always everyone follow me on social connect with me there at m-a-t-t underscore l-e-b-r-i-s and again you are tuned into the decoding success podcast for yet another episode be blessed everyone until next time peace Peace.